0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: I'm Kelly McDonald.
2: I'm Ramia Amazon, and this is Kelly and Ramia.
1: In Canada, find us right from your TV. Bell and Lion customers look for us on Channel 66. And Novus, channel 889. Visit ami.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Ramya Muthan over there at the home studio in Toronto. Kelly McDonald, the home studio, London, Ontario. Thank you wherever you're listening and around the world for being with us. We welcome in from his home location, Mr. Grant Hardy, reporter here at AMI Audio and uh, with Kelly and company team. Grant, you've got today, you're wearing the hat that talks health from beneath it. How are you?
0: Hey, guys. Happy to be on the program today. Hope you guys are doing fantastic.
1: Well, after that greeting, you can't help it, eh? That was really like, wow. That
2: was really feel good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Sir, where do you want to start?
0: I actually have been, since we missed health headlines last week, I've actually been sitting by the phone in the same spot for an entire week just waiting for
1: you guys to call. So I just feel swapping, like it's a, yeah, just swapping hats. I, I'd I say, like but a, you you were away. Were you away Friday? Yeah, you were away Friday too. So yeah, yeah did you ever stay glued?
0: I feel like yeah. I feel like we 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 broke a date, but now I'm back. So happier than ever. All right. Me. Um All uh, right. We're starting with some nutrition quote unquote rules that some registered dietitians say you can actually rake or are myths. So basically the idea is that diet culture is a really strong force that can often be responsible for the many quote unquote rules. We are wrongfully messaged about healthy living, especially as it pertains pertains to nutrition. Some rules are intended to be helpful and that's not to say that they can't be for some people, but They are restrictive and unrealistic in nature uh, for some people, which can make it extremely hard to follow while maintaining a positive relationship with food. Additionally, these rules can make simple tasks like grocery shopping uh, feel daunting and uh, requires uh, endless anxiety-fueled planning and preparation. Uh, It's important to remember that everybody is Individual, everybody's economic circumstances, diet, uh, time, attention, skill, etc., differs, is especially important with what you guys were just talking about, too, regarding inflation. Not everybody can afford every grocery. So we have a ton, and we're not going to make it through all of them, but I'll, I'll just go through uh, a few of them. So from this one, we've all heard this, only shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Now, the idea behind this rule is based on how most grocery stores are structured with the perimeter stocking perishable foods, produce, meat, fish, dairy, eggs, and other refrigerated goods and the inside of the store having shelf-stable processed foods. The reason experts believe this rule should be ignored is simple. The inside of grocery stores have great options that don't need to be avoided. Foods that are found in the center aisles, such as canned veggies or fish, can be a great and nutritious, budget-friendly option compared to fresh produce. The center aisles are also filled with everyday staples that can complement perishable foods or serve as nutritious snacks, like pasta. Also, keeping snack foods like crackers and granola bars around helps you feed yourself throughout the day.
1: Very so good. So these are uh, Go ahead. Ron.
2: Yeah, I was going to say these are really um great tips and I I think that there we covered a couple of them um two weeks ago when you weren't able to join us Grant, but um especially when it comes to food, I think a lot of people are asking these questions, right? How to move forward, how to um feel better eat better or understand our shopping better
0: yeah yeah exactly um and uh actually as someone who has some food issues and uh is trying to eat healthier i've always been a little bit bothered by this because as soon as you try and eat healthy you almost feel more judged because I was thinking the other day, like how, you know, how it would, for me, it would be a miracle if I started to eat yogurt because I just don't sensorily the, the smell, et cetera. I just, I just can't do it. So how cool would it be if I ate yogurt that happened to have sugar to sweeten it? You know, mm-hmm. sh- no one is going to argue that an overdose of sugar is good is good for you. Um, but you know, it's, it's all about an individual, uh, journey, isn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. We all have our own relationships with food. So definitely when one thing that I not just assume like for myself and for a lot of other people, it can be very triggering to read, um, articles that, you know, pounce on bad eating habits, or uh, kind of make it seem like it's this way or nothing at all. Like this is nutrition and nothing else is. Um, but anytime we can kind of uh, level with each other, you know, nutritionists, professionals, people who who are following these things all the time, and us everyday people, um, the better for for food relationships all over the place.
0: Yeah, that's that's the idea. Um, so this is a funny one. This is definitely something that I heard uh, growing up. Uh, and the idea is to, uh, the myth is only by foods with ingredients that you can actually pronounce. The fact is everything that we eat is made up of chemicals. And if you saw the chemicals or quote unquote ingredients in a banana, most of us couldn't pronounce much of it. So, rather than avoiding ingredients you can't pronounce, it's best to aim to include a variety of food types in your diet. This is one. Sure, um, for sure. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, let's see. I'll pick one or two more. Um, so, one of the myths is people say, you know, don't keep your trigger foods around. If your trigger foods are Salt and vinegar potato chips. If it's chocolate chip cookies, if it's ice cream, don't keep it around. The fact is that sometimes, really, like censoring your your groceries, refusing to eat those foods at all until you sort of snap and one day it's fifty percent off and you just can't help yourself. It could end up that you actually have an unhealthier relationship with food or actually binge a little bit on mm-hmm. your trigger foods. Having your having your trigger foods around and always available actually can make them less enticing. I have a funny personal story about this. I love the thin mint girl guide cookies. And I don't know if you guys have those out where uh in Toronto.
1: I've had them, but I you know I again I'm not a big mint yeah. person, so I can't even <laughs> remotely tell you when or where. <laughs>
0: So these only come around a uh, couple times a year. They're hard to get their hands on. So right. when I've got my hands on them, i bought like you know five boxes or something and just like <laughs> binged on these cookies. It's ridiculous. Well, during the pandemic, uh, you could actually order these online, and I ordered a case of cookies. It came with like I don't even know how many boxes of cookies it oh, wow. came. And I started eating these, and I realized like, you know what? I'm actually kind of tired of these. Like, I'm I'm bored of them. They're they're less magical now. Um, and I ended up just sharing and, and giving away, and uh, you know, basically getting rid of a lot of the cookies. Um, so it sort of changed my relationship. That I still love them, but I don't them in the same way and that's a neat thing about always having something around
1: yeah yeah and sometimes like you say it it (laughs) kills it we all have the dream thing we wish we could do but then you stop and say i love doing that as a hobby as a job it might kill it for me
2: true
1: yeah it really can that's unfortunate (laughs) yeah it could it really can Um, for some people will say that (laughs) uh okay grant next one
0: yeah let's move on here um This is an interesting one from City News Vancouver. BC parents call for changes to 811 health hotline. So, this is basically the nurse line. If you dial 811, you can uh, speak to a registered nurse. Occasionally, you can speak to a doctor as well, but most of the time, it's a registered nurse and they give you free health information and advice. But some parents are saying British Columbia's 811 health hotline is unreliable and sends kids to crowded emergency rooms for the mildest symptoms. They have an example. Rachel Link has a two-year-old daughter and says she's visited the emergency room four times for reasons ranging from mild flu symptoms to those attributed to teething. She says, we've been sent to the ER for a wide array of things. And once we've gotten to the ER, we've basically been told that we don't need to be there and to go home. Adding that she's left with her sick child because of long wait times. Yep. Basically, she says all our friends have come to the realization that they just send everyone to the ER. Mm-hmm. The Vancouver mother says she has stopped calling 811 as her on call physician is a more reliable resource, although she admits that she's lucky to have a physician in the city because it's not common and she wishes that 811 were either better resourced to give clearer feedback or that maybe it just had a uh, better uh, list of things to do. So this is an interesting one because I feel like, I mean, look, the the last thing that anyone wants is to say, you know what, you're probably fine, don't worry about it, uh, and then for something to happen. But in my experience with 811, you know, you tell them that you're having, uh, actually there's sort of an online like screening tool you can do too. If you mention certain kinds of symptoms, they won't even let you talk to someone. They say go to the ER right away. Um, Mm -hmm. But for almost any, like any kind of pain, discomfort, rash, you know, whatever, certainly the times that I've called them, um, I've I've just been told like, you've got to go see a doctor. And oftentimes it turns out to be, Nothing. So it's tough. It'd be nice if there was sort of like a non sort of I guess it can't be non liability, but empower people to give a little bit more of their opinion and people would eat this up. I feel like it would take a lot of the load off of the uh, emergency room for just normal issues that you could probably keep people at home.
1: Well, and especially now that people can do video in some cases, maybe that would help, maybe not. But I think you're right. It's a liability concern. And then we're sitting there, or or the, the taxpayers are, putting out the money for a service that feels they can't commit to being right up and straight up with you because of the liability they could be facing.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because these services are, they are staffed by RNs, registered nurses, but I believe that they actually have basically like a computer system, a computer script that they go off of. So it, it's almost the kind of situation where I'm being sort of facetious, but it's almost the kind of situation where it could be staffed by a uh, call center.
1: Yeah, non-professionals in ask, the sense.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. if you ask for their opinion on anything, it's like, yeah, no, we, we can't provide that. We just have to go by our
1: The script our here. <laughs> I, I, and I don't know how. I feel that you're yeah, that it's ahead. very correct, Grant. I like I personally, and, and you know our society, as we've talked about it here on the program numerous times, who wants to take responsibility? Who wants to be the one to say, nope, you don't have to do that. And then here later on, yeah, somebody told them they didn't have to go. Oh, my goodness, what the heck? That person shouldn't be working there. They need to be held accountable. Uh, it's a really horrible two-way street that we want this information available to us. But unfortunately, the fear is there, and you're pouring out taxpayer money to cover off a service like that, where then you end up having people sending people to overload an already overloaded system. Something's wrong. Something's got to give.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad that we can't have a resource that's literally like 24 hours a day, maybe phone or video conference. It could be optional. Where yeah. you could talk to, like, a mental health professional or a registered nurse or a doctor and really get, like, a reasonable assessment of what your, your well, condition
1: And I think is. we believe we're getting that. That's when these things are proposed. I think we think we're going to get that. Maybe we are. But no matter if it's a doctor or, or a healthcare professional, there's always the underlying, yeah, but don't say that. Send them there because of that liability. Grant, awesome stuff. Thank you, man. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Grant Hardy, reporter, with our latest health news right here on Kelly & Company joining us. He'll be back with lifestyle headlines on Friday on the program. Coming up next, Greg David highlights the hottest genre on television right now, holiday movies. Well, you knew that, though, of course. We'll be right back with him in two minutes.